Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, today we're starting a brand new series entitled All the Feels. All the Feels. I, I want to talk for the next several weeks about our feelings, more specifically emotions. And, and today is just really an intro, but you know, I want to talk about where our emotions come from, how, how as followers of Jesus, disciples of Christ, how do we manage our emotions from a, from a biblical uh, perspective? Uh, and then I want to talk about how can we even honor the Lord uh, through being emotional beings? Because we were created with them, and Scripture says that we are created in His image, so emotions are a good thing. The question is, how can we really uh, manage them the way that the Lord would have for us. And you know, today's Super Bowl Sunday, and you know, I'm, I'm, let's be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm a male, I'm a dude, and I was thinking about, I want to talk about emotions at some point throughout the year, and you know, maybe we should just kick it off on Super Bowl Sunday, because there's going to be some emotional people, not just men, but women too, all over the country, specifically in, you know, San Francisco Bay Area and Kansas City, and so, so people are going to be pretty hyped up and emotional, so let's, let's, talk, let's open it up on Super Bowl Sunday. I remember a few years back in 2014 when, when the Seahawks made their, their run to the Super Bowl and smoked Denver. Right, right here. Uh, yeah, 40, what was that score? 43. We got Elder George on the front. He's got, got his Bronco gear on. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Um, uh, but it's kind of like the, it feels like the NFL draft in here today. There's people, people representing their teams. But I was thinking about how fun that season was. And then them, you know, just getting to the Super Bowl was just so incredible. And, and then I remember sitting there watching with all my friends and families and cousins. We were watching that game. And, you know, they were, they were just crushing Denver. And literally, it wasn't even until about 60 seconds left in the fourth quarter that I thought we were going to win. I, I, I was like, it's not over yet. It was a 43 to 8. You know what I mean? I was just like, because it was just so unbelievable. I'd waited 30 years for my team to not only get there, but win it. And I, I remember when the, when, the, when the two won, it was zero. Man, the, the living room that I was sitting in in North Tacoma went psycho, including myself. In fact, I think I have a picture that I posted that, there, yeah, that's, that's, you see the circle? That's my head, and that's another, that's another grown man's head next to me. That's my cousin Todd, who's a pastor in San Diego, but we were laying on the, true story, laying on the floor with our arms around each other, sobbing like little kids, man. I mean, this is, you talk about emotional, right? I mean, I'm telling you, and uh, you know, sport can do that to even uh, grown middle-aged men. Um, so, and so, so in honor of the, you know, the big game today, I just thought that just for fun, we'd use some football imagery to talk about emotions and really just introducing this series. And then, this will be a short uh, presentation because we're going to really celebrate. We're going to baptize about 20 people in just a couple of minutes. The first service, we had like 20-something, so we're looking at like 40 people on Super Bowl Sunday getting baptized, so we're going to cheer and celebrate and, and uh, kind of in the spirit of this entire day. But I, I just want you to ask yourself a few qu questions today. I want you to ask yourself three quick questions uh, to help you get a read on the sources of your feelings and emotional health, all right? So if you're taking notes, 
three questions uh, to really get, to ask yourself, to get a read on how you're doing in this area. Here's the first one. The question is, who's writing your playbook? Not writing like a motorcycle, like writing, like writing down, okay? Who, who is writing your playbook? I want you to think about what determines your boundaries. What determines your goals? What, what is it that determines uh, your success? The question is, who do you allow to write those things for you in your life? I, I always hear people say, follow your heart. You know what? You just got to follow your heart. And I always respond with, no, 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 no. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. If, if, if I just followed my heart with every decision I ever made in my life, I'd be in a pretty dark place. Okay? Don't just follow your heart because Scripture is really clear about the human condition. Look at Jeremiah 17, verse 9. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Say all. all. The heart my heart, your heart, it's, it's, it's Jeremiah, the book, of, it says, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things. So feelings were never meant to be our gauge of boundaries. I meet a lot of people that talk about how they just strive to be a good person. I just want to be a, a good person. And not that, that there's anything wrong with that statement or, or pursuing uh, you know, a moral code, but I mean, I mean, that code by definition is, 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 is based on the existence of good and evil and those two entities shaping that, that, that good person idea that you're trying to possess with your life. Look at the book of Galatians. Scripture is very clear about this reality that the heart is, is, dark. And that is Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your heart, of your flesh. For the heart, for the flesh, desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Oh, just follow your heart. No, no, no. Scripture says, no, you don't get to do that. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So that's the first question. The question is, who is, who is writing your playbook? Here's the second question to ask yourself to, to really help you get a read on, on the sources of your feelings and emotional health. And that is, do you see your role on the team? I'm, I'm using this football talk, man. I'm talking about playbooks and teams. and So, so write that down and ask yourself that. Do, do you see yourself as not only being on the team, but one who contributes to the team? Life was never meant to be an individual sport. Despite, what, despite what culture says to you, I'm self-made, I'm, I do it all on my own, I've done all this on my own. Well, that's, you're, 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 you're doing life contrary to the expectation here in Scripture. And that is, we were called to do life in community together. It's, it's why we spend so much time and so many resources and, and pay salaries to help 
formulate and, and, and help manage our small groups here at this church because that's where we believe that real healing takes place. When we're able to get intimate with each other and open up and hear each other's stories and do life together, that's where the healing is. The question is, do you understand how important that is? And not, and not just understand how important that is, what your role is in the kingdom of God on this team together. 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, this is what Paul says to this, this, this young church in the, in the city of Corinth that, w- that we're dealing with the pushback from culture. And that is, he says this, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. And he goes into this entire narrative about how each part shouldn't want to be a different part. It's like he, 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 he unpacks how every part is so important. I continue to read here, verse 18. But in fact, it says, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Like, like the part that you are, you're that part because that's what, he, that's what he wanted for you from the beginning. Don't try to be the nose when you're called to be the hand. I, I, what I'm doing right now is just playing my part in the local church, right? But what you're doing is just as important. Verse 19, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And Paul goes on to continue the importance of this principle. He says, verse 21, I, was just, I just alluded to it. He says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. But on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. There might be someone in here today that you think the role you play is is not as significant or, or it's a weaker part. But I'm here to tell you that that's not what Scripture says. And in the moments where you feel that you're unimportant, those are the times where you're the most important. And in fact, the scripture says that, 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 that you're even indispensable. You can't be replaced. I'm getting worked up here. Sorry. All right. Bring it down, JF. Okay, look at verse 25. It says, he continues, says, so that there should be no division in the body. Man, I could just stop right there. If, if, if the local church, if, if we as the body of Christ could just get this one thing right, or at least pursue this on a deeper level, the enemy could not touch the church. This, this is the one thing. Oh, we get these theological debates and I don't like it like this and why do you wear that and, and, and your skin color is different than mine and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, the, the Holy Spirit's like, what are, you, what are you people doing? Unify. We need each other. It's why not every congregation in this town looks exactly the same, but we're all on the same team, right? And if we could get, the, get that in, inside of us, on a deeper level, man, we would, oh, don't get me started. So, so that there should be no division in the body. This is a command from God. But that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Oh, man, don't get me going here. 26, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. The persecuted church right now in, in places in this world, we, we suffer with them. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. The church down the street that's rocking right now and the place is packed and all this kind of stuff, that's our win too. We rejoice with that. 
Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This is why we're so passionate about growth track. I, I, can, I can harp on growth track for the next three hours. Because when you begin to understand and see your role on the team, the body of Christ, I'm telling you, you're a force to be reckoned with. That's why we're so into you know, going through growth track. You discover who you are, the spiritual gifts that you have, how, how you contribute to this. But it's so important. If you do life without understanding that, man, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. I see it all the time. So make sure you get into growth track. So, so, so the question is, do you see your role on the team? And here's the, the third question, and then we're going to baptize some friends. Uh, the band can come back. But here's the third question uh, that you can ask yourself uh, to get a gauge to get kind of some more understanding, to, to kind of uh, get a look into uh, uh, where, where the source of your emotions and, and feelings are coming from, and that is whose voice are you valuing most? Meaning who, whose opinion do you place the most amount of value on? So often the unhealthy emotions that we're dealing with stem from giving weight and value to the wrong voices. Man, I, I, I counsel people in this area all the time. They're, they're placing too much value on a, a, a meaningless voice, an opinion, right? And so they make decisions based on this voice that they somehow think is in, really important in their life and valid. Am I, am I saying not to get advice from friends? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying don't put more value on that than what the Lord has to say about you, right? Back, back to this football illustration, man. Some of you have been to CenturyLink Field, and I remember I went to a game where it was so loud, you couldn't even, it was so stinking loud, and it was like a third and nine, you know? Like they had to get that first down, or it was over. And I remember, timeout, and Russell runs over to Pete Carroll, who, who, by the way, has coached and won a Super Bowl. He's, he's been a championship co coach at USC, kind of knows what he's talking about. They practice every day together. They're on the phone with, I mean, they have a rapport together. And, and he went and they were, and they were talking in the huddle and, and, and Pete was right, you know, drawing up a play. Now I was thinking about that even this week. What, what if I, me being at that game in section 329, you know, nosebleed, I can barely even get in the building. You know what I mean? Those ticket prices. But let's just say there I am, Pastor Jayus in section 329, and all of a sudden, Russell kind of, you know, on the Megatron, you see him kind of doing this, and you see him looking up. He's taking his helmet off now, and the camera's like, what's he looking at? And the, and the camera pans this way, and there I am in my Steve Largent jersey going like this at him, like this, and I'm doing this, like, <laughs> come here. I'm, I'm just going, come on, doing this whole thing. And, and he, you see him talk to Pete, and, and, and all of a sudden, he's like, and, and you see him just jet down the, you know, up the stair, you see Russell running up to section 329 because JF's got something he wants to meet with him about, right? They just call a second timeout, you know, and now they burn through all their timeouts. And Russell gets to me and I just say, hey, look, listen, I, Pete's great, but here's the thing. I was playing Madden last night, right? I, 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 oh, Monday night on SportsCenter, I watched the NFL live team drop this thing and get me a clipboard, I'll show you. Like, insane. That's a, that's a crazy, stupid picture. Why? Because in that moment, in that context, my counsel is a hill of beans. It doesn't matter whatsoever. 
I, I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's silly and we laugh about that, but man, so many of us do this every single day. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we catch ourselves placing, oh, what does he have to, oh, oh, really? What do you think, right? We place all this value on someone's opinion or what they think about it, and, 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 we, and we miss out on what the Lord has to say about it. And the reason why we miss out on what the Lord has to say about it is because we don't even know what he has to say about us. There's so many of us that, that, that we don't even understand the word and, and, and the way God actually sees you. So we just kind of push him off to the side and we just get all of our counsel from someone or something else or another group and, and, and we miss it. But here, here's, here's what the word says. That's why you came here today. You didn't even really come to hear me. You, co- you came to hear the voice of God, his word. So here it is. Jeremiah 31, verse 3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, Watch this. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Like, like underline that word, everlasting. God says to you, and you sitting here, He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Maybe you're here today and the reason why you came is because someone invited you and that's the reason why you're here. And you know what? That's partly true. I'm so grateful that we're a church that values the personal invitation. And I don't want to get off on a rabbit, rabbit trail, but man, be, be an inviter. Be an inviter. Bring people along with you. They'll, they'll say yes to you. But man, that's not just the only reason of, of, of why how you got here. The, the Spirit, the Spirit drew, drew has been drawing you to this place. Or maybe it was another house of worship somewhere. He, he's been working on you. Why? Because he's a God that has everlasting love for you and unfailing kindness. And he's been drawing you all along. Maybe you're here today and you, you say in your heads, yeah, but you don't know me. You don't know what I've done. Uh, Friends, he's clear about that too. Romans 5, verses 6 and 8. You see, at just the right time, when you were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Who's the ungodly? You're looking at him right now. Right? We're all ungodly. In the middle of that, in the middle, he said, I love that word powerless, meaning just weak, like, 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 like lost. I mean, in the middle of our sin, our addiction, our pain, in our affair, Christ died for the ungodly. He loves you that much. And, but then it, verse eight says, but God demonstrates his own love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for you and me. The question is, whose voice, whose opinion are you placing the most value on? We're going to be unpacking all the feels and emotions for the next handful of weeks, but that was just kind of a setup to maybe just do some inward, um, inward looking evaluation. Maybe is the word. Where 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 is it coming from? Where is your validation coming from? Who are you going to first for direction? And once you've gone through this little spiritual evaluation, we can start getting more specific. Thanks again for joining us. 
To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.